frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. We accept her, one of us. Gobble, gobble. We accept her, one of us. Gobble, gobble. Hello, and welcome to Film Church Radio, the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday, I'm Lewis. And I'm not Lewis, I'm Brendan. (laughs) And we are here to talk about movies. Each week, Brandon and I alternate picking a film for us both to watch and discuss. This week, I picked the infamous 1932 horror film Freaks, directed by Todd Browning. Um, recently presented in a brand new Criterion box set celebrating free, um, freaky films from Browning. Um, I'd watched it a long time ago, really wanted to go back to it, um, and thought you would really dig it, Brandon. So that is why I picked it. If you want to hear what we're going to be watching next week, stick around for the end of the show, um, and Brandon will be telling us. Um, can't wait to find out what it is. Um, so stick around, and we'll find out together. We'd like to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast so far, um, checking out the merch, liking us on social media, um, sharing posts, all that kind of thing. It means a lot. Um, if you want to go and see what we're doing on social media, um, you can go over to our Instagram. It's at Film Church Radio. Uh, Twitter slash X, whatever it's called now, is at Film Church Radio. Um, everywhere with Film Church Radio. So go and check it out. Um, and you can leave a comment post our stuff all that kind of stuff um you can also check us out on all good podcast platforms go and find out any show that you want to listen to we've done a lot there's a lot of variety there so you can pick one if you're interested in classic hollywood there's ones there if you're interested in psychedelic psychedelic stuff there's episodes in there if you're interested in horror we've done whole months on it um, if you're interested in stanley kubrick we went through every one of his films chronologically um so you can go and check those out too that would be great um and there's also stuff on our youtube as well um before we get into the film however this is the part of the show where we sing the hymns of other films that we've been watching sing the praises um so brandon my friend hello welcome to the show what have you been watching of late hello um so actually this whole last week i didn't watch anything except for freaks uh, but a few weeks ago, I did watch Top Hat. Um, I have been out of town this whole week training for a new job, which is weird. Um, yeah. Just a whole big life change. I'm recor- currently recording in my car <laughs> so that uh, so that I can get good audio and not disturb anyone. And uh, I did have a question before I talk about this movie. What yeah. is hard graph? Hard graph. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hard graph is like hard work. It's like if you're grafting, you're working really hard. So is it okay. a British slang? I'm never really sure anymore of where I've picked up these sayings from. I don't know if it's British or American. Um, but yeah. yeah, I text you being like, oh, you've been hard grafting. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I mean, I. Hard work. Yeah. I was like using, I mean, I figured like, okay. He, it hard graph probably means hard work, yeah. But just 
I had never heard that before. That was I was like, hmm, interesting. I wonder if that's a misspelling <laughs> or it's just UK speak. I think it's probably just UK speak. AKA English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably just English. <laughs> cool. Um <laughs> learn something new every day. That's right. Especially right now. <laughs> um so the movie that I watched before I started this training was uh Top Hat from yeah. 30 something 30 same maybe same year what was it 30 35, 35. So, what 3 years <laughs> later yeah uh, 3 years after freaks uh it was really good i mean so sarah um this is like one of her favorite movies grew up watching it and yeah had been really wanting to rewatch it and i'd never seen it and yeah so we put it on and uh yeah, I didn't really know what to expect exactly. I mean, I'm not. I all I. It's weird because I usually do like these movies. I usually like musicals or like dance movies, and usually anything that's that was popular at any time, I usually yeah. like. But for some reason, there's a part of my brain that's that's always still like, oh, this is gonna be like I'm gonna be rolling my eyes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like that at all. Like the joke still hit really hard. Like I was laughing throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, just a very clever, fun, funny, well-written movie and well-acted. Yeah. 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 You can't go wrong with Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. They're so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think you're cutting in and out, so I'm not sure if you've said anything but it's oh, no. it's not you it's it's i think it's coming from my side but um anyway it was a good time i'm definitely going to rewatch yeah. it i think i bought it on apple tv um but but yeah i did try to look for like a physical copy and i don't i don't know if there's even one out there which is weird yeah Cr- criterion did a uh, edition i think it's swing time which is another Astaire Rogers musical and that's really good um, but yeah I'm not sure of any like top hat they seem to be lumped together in like cheapy like sets of four you know do you know uh, how they do the like yeah yeah like the Fred Astaire collection and it's terrible edition so yeah it might be out there somewhere but it's just weird that like <clears throat> there's not an easier way to access these films yes um, mm-hmm. or, you know, like, I mean, we've been talking about this in the past few weeks, I think just the whole, mm-hmm. well, the thing with Warner brothers, just like shutting projects down after they've been completed, not yeah. releasing them, um, things like that. It's, and then I was talking to Sarah about music, um, you know, cause everybody has their Spotify wrapped coming out right now. Yeah. And it's weird that like. I mean, I I get that it's e- that it's a little bit easier, but it's weird that music has become this thing to where it's like we need everyone to have access to this. Yeah, had to have access to every piece of music at any moment, all the yeah. time. Yeah, but movies, 
are not like that. No. No. And I think it's PlayStation that have put out a announcement that um in like when we go into 2024 in January they'll be deleting stuff off their like web store which means that if you've purchased certain things they'll disappear. So like, people oh yeah, like people movies? that have bought certain movies yeah from the PlayStation store they'll just disappear even if you bought wow. them with no like refund or repercussion because it's in the small print that even when you buy films from like um these online platforms they have the right to remove them at any time. That's crazy. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's why a lot of people... I've seen a lot of things about people like, I'm going to go back to physical media. It's like, yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. If you want these films to survive, do it, you know? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Because no one's ever going to come around your house and be like, hey, I, I need to take that freak set away from you. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's mine. <laughs> Maybe we could... Uh... Yeah, maybe we could make like a um I don't know, like a public service announcement video short film yeah. slash short film <laughs> about like yeah, letting you people know, know what's going Paramount on. Yeah. coming by your house, you know, taking your yeah. physical media <laughs> yeah. yeah. As a metaphor yeah. for what they're actually you know, doing. Yeah, yeah. The dystopian future to come. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, public um, service announcement: buy physical media whenever you can. If yes. you have the money to buy it, it's worth it. Uh, so yeah, that was it for me. Uh, top yeah. hat, um, dancing cheek to cheek. Yeah, I like the way that Fred Astaire moves his legs, which sounds weird, <laughs> but it's mesmerizing. Yeah, I want to dance cool. butt cheek to butt cheek with him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> what, uh, what have you been watching? Well, I'll keep it in the thirties, seeing as, you know, we've got freaks top hat. Um, I watched Grand Illusion from 1907, 19, whoops, 1937, directed by Jean Renoir, a French film, um, often in like the greatest films of all time list. Um, but I've been on a bit of a Eric von Stroheim kick in recent years, recent weeks. My words are just getting tangled today. Um, so yeah, so I, I, he's in it and I wanted to watch it. Um, so I sat down and watched it and it is amazing. I mean, it's very much deserves to be in the conversation, um, about prisoner of war, um, in the first world war made just before the second, um, French prisoners of war and they're like just trying to escape and, you know, kind of get on with it. Um, so many really beautiful, like human touches throughout this film they kind of there's a scene where they're in like a like a small chateau and there's a a woman and a young daughter and christmas is approaching um and the daughter's eating like breakfast or something at this table and the mother's like it feels like every day that table gets bigger and it just cuts to like the back of the girl eating and the table just kind of stretches off and it's just like this sense of like loss throughout the film Uh. um there's just really beautifully done you know yeah. i think that it's it's just artistically instead of just writing the words it's shown to us artistically and just packs a bigger gut punch yeah 
Uh, it's uh, one of those movies that I've you know heard about forever yeah. and never gotten around to watching it. Yeah, um, I gave it five out of five. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Um, Thank you. Earliest opportunity, hopefully. Um, and then another film that I gave five out, five out of five to was Past Lives from this year. Um, kind of came back into cinemas for one night here in England, so I decided to go and see it because I missed it on its first release um, from first-time filmmaker. It is beautiful, and I know you've seen it, and yeah. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was very touching and moving and a really important film about... Um, People being moved to different countries, you know, yeah. emigrating and and what they lose in that process, even though it is quote unquote for a better world, you know, better life. You know, they still lose something of themselves in that process. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's just it's really beautiful. Yeah. And I'm glad yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, I did watch it and I, I did like it. It was late at night and I think we went to like an eleven PM show. So I kind of drifted through the movie, I would say. <laughs> Not yeah. drifted to sleep, but just kind of, you know. Yeah. Drifted in and out of it. Not in the perfect headspace to kind of yeah. be moved. Yeah. Um, but I did enjoy it. I thought it was was really good. Yeah. I didn't give it yeah. 5 out of 5 though. Yeah. It was but. it was one of those films where um and I wrote it in my review on Letterboxd, but um I went with my wife to see it because she, you know, she's a fan of films. <laughs> yeah, just a weird way to put it. But <laughs> she, um, in the car on the way home, you know, I kind of we were still kind of talking about it and like deeply moved by it. Um, and she just looked at me and like with tears streaming down her face and was just like, "I really loved it." Wow. And I was like, "Yeah, I could," you know, it just hit right for us. I think. Yeah. So it was awesome. Yeah, dude. It's um, different. Yes. Yes. I, I think also with Chelsea moving from the US to here, it's not the same, obviously. No. Yeah. But like watching it after we're kind of starting to get a bit settled now and like everything's calming down, you know, there's some relatability there, which I didn't really think about until right now. So, yeah, I that's can why definitely it's important see, to talk about um, movies. Yeah. Sorry, you cut out a little bit, so I didn't hear everything you said, but yeah, in terms of like, you know, well, both of you guys' experience, you both have experienced moving yeah. to another country. So even though it's not the same, you know, exactly, um, there, I'm sure there's little hints of things that you can relate to yeah. enough to be, to the, you know, I guess project your experience onto the movie. 100%. And yeah. live in this person's shoes for a bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's good. If you get a chance, I would recommend going to see it. Um, you'll probably be hearing a lot if you're interested in like the top films of the year because I've seen it pop up already like a few times. So, um, and maybe some Oscar buzz, early yeah. Oscar buzz, which would be interesting. Um, Who is Oscar yeah, Buzz? <laughs> he's he's a little bee that works for the Academy. He basically he's like, have you seen um, Martin Short's Jiminy? Whatever his name is, the interview the interviewer character that Jiminy he has. Cricket? 
It's not. I don't think it's Jiminy Cricket. No. I was going to say Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> it's Jiminy something, but it's Martin Short wearing like a fat suit and interviewing celebrities in like ridiculous ways. Nice. It's really funny. You should check it out. Holy. But that's who Oscar Buzz is. He's like a bee, but kind of like that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Nice. So, yeah, he, he might be presenting our Oscar episode if we do it again this year. <laughs> um, but that's that's all I've watched apart from our feature presentation. Freaks from 1932. Uh, the letterbox summary and tagline, and I'm going to say right now, these are the words of the MGM promotional department not ours so the letterbox summary and review is the love story of a siren a giant and a dwarf a circus's beautiful trapeze artist agrees to marry the leader of a sideshow performers but his deformed friends discover she is only marrying him for his inheritance bum 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 um yeah so this is freaks um a film that is pretty infamous i would say now it's um i can remember when i started my film degree in my first year at university there was a one of my roommates at the time um and friends he told me he was like have you ever seen freaks and this was like my first week there i was like no i've never seen freaks he's like you need to watch freaks so i went and bought like a bootleg dvd of it and watched it and it's crazy and bizarre and i wanted you to watch it and i wanted to watch it again so what did you think um yeah i really i I really enjoyed it it uh it did make me really uncomfortable which i think the movie is supposed to Mm -hmm. do yeah um you know as the movie goes on you know in the beginning i think you are you are supposed to feel pretty uncomfortable but then as the movie goes on um you start to kind of feel you feel like you're just living in that world, you know, you feel Mm -hmm. kind of a part of it. You can relate to the characters, you know, empathize with them. Um, yeah, but it is, it is a strange world. Uh, very strange. The two, um, little people that are in the film. Well, I guess there's, there's more than one, but the two main ones, uh, I've seen pictures of them, you know, on the internet over the years yeah. because, uh, you know, they look like little babies. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know they added makeup and stuff too, but um, I don't know. It's weird because I feel like, you know, there's there's stuff in this movie that I've seen and even the ending, I feel like I've seen that before, but it was probably just you know, a clip in a film class where they were like, here's the ending to Freaks. Freaks, yeah. You know? And, <laughs> yeah. uh... You know, so it's it's weird. It was almost dreamlike in, in that sense that, like, oh, th- that's where this comes from and that's where this yeah. comes from. And, um, and I wasn't sure where it was going. Like, my notes are kind of all over the place because I would make notes of things, and the, but I wasn't sure if there was even going to be a plot. yeah. And then, uh, just kind of like a sideshow, yeah, like wheeling, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know, somewhere in the middle of the movie, then then the plot thickens. Um, 
and uh yeah i haven't put too much thought into it because i you know watched it yesterday and then went back to training but um there's obviously a lot a lot of uh i don't know my words aren't coming out well right now but there's a lot to think about in terms of otherness and yes loyalty and kindness and um you know stuff like that i do think that it yeah leading from that i think that it treads a very fine line i think it does it pretty well of um not using um the sideshow performers as like a like just you know wheeling them out to have them be exploited you know it's yeah it's not just it's not just Here's going to the circus on a movie. Yes. Yeah. It's a very um, heightened like look at kind of the outcasts of the world. And I think that's kind of... It, it never did it feel like you were supposed to be siding with Olga and Hercules. You know, there was no point where yeah. it was just kind of like, like, look at these. You know, which was really refreshing because i was a little bit worried having not seen it for a while that that's what was going to happen that we're gonna you know get that kind of parade through um yeah but yeah i mean i think the biggest problem is that we're never going to see how it was supposed to be intended because the studio cut it pretty heavily before it was distributed so yeah it's a very short movie it's you know so now yeah it was supposed to be I think an hour and a half. So at least 30 minutes of stuff has been cut. Yeah. Um, and I think the kind of the thread of the plot is still there, but there's a lot of kind of make weight that has been lost, um, unfortunately. So, which is a shame. Yeah. Cause there were some, it seemed like there was some um, side stories that didn't really wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Definitely. I mean, the twins marrying, getting married. Yep. Yeah. That kind of a thing. I just sat there the whole time, like, how? <laughs> how is this going to work? Uh-huh, yeah. You know? Like, and you there's a come few see good jokes sometimes. in there. I know, yeah. When they're talking about going to see each other, and it's like, what? <laughs> how yeah. is that ever going to happen? It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not done in like a. I feel like it's more of a, um, this is kind of what you haven't thought about when you look at like conjoined twins is how their life will play out Yeah, in this stage, you know? Um, so yeah, directed by Todd Browning, who had, who directed Dracula, um, oh, the Bella Lugosi okay. film yeah, and a lot of kind of silent films with Lon Chaney. Uh, gotcha. Who is the master of horror? So he kind of is seeped in this horror tea, basically. He is, you know, the probably the earliest horror director that people have got to kind of cling on to. Um, yeah. And this is a, this does remind me a lot of silent film. There's a lot of silent cinema that takes place in like um, circuses. Yeah. And around kind of sideshow performance and stuff. Um, and I think it could have very easily been made in the, in the silent period and probably yeah. starring Lon Chaney Lon Chaney probably could have been you know 
the Hans character if he wasn't like probably rewritten a little bit. Yeah. But the leader of the of the sideshow, you know. Um but not to be, because uh Lon Chaney did die what the year before this, I think. I think he made one sound film and then passed away. Um but I do feel with freaks that you he could have definitely been the lead. It's mm. missing that, you know, star, yeah. isn't it? It's kind of, you know, apart from, I think it would have probably played a lot better if we'd had a star name with the sideshow performers to kind yeah. of dilute it a little bit. Yeah, or just, yeah, or make it, I mean, was this movie successful? Like, was it? I think, like, they did, like, a, a preview screening that went terribly. People, like, really didn't like it. Um, cut severely and then released, but it did like it did good business. You know, people yeah. went to go and see it in both incarnations, um, and then eventually, you know, a lot of states banned it. Really, from being shown because they thought, yeah, it was too dark and stuff. Yeah, um, and I think in some states it's still technically banned. It's never been repealed. <laughs> let's, I'm not hey, sure what uh, states they are in, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> you could have broken the law, show, Brandon. <laughs> go show some yeah. banned films. That's right. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, the ending is pretty dark and pretty like, yeah, you know, it it is, and it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. It like is it's not politically correct, of course. No, it's the thirties. Um, but it really does like take all of the circus people in the end and make them, uh, makes them, it leans into the monster aspect, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause they're like crawling through the mud and the rain. I know. Yeah. Uh, and then the, and then it goes back to the, you know, it goes to the epilogue of the film, which I totally forgot there was a prologue, you know, that there's that scene where the yeah. guy's like, you know, people look in a cage at something, you don't know what it is, and then he starts yeah. telling her story. And immediately I forget, like, that we're, that he's telling a story, you know? Yeah. We watch the whole yeah. movie, then it goes back, and he's, like, wrapping it up, and then it cuts back to the woman and she's like deformed. Yeah, chicken lady. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty dark. Which, it is very dark. And also, how? Yeah. I'm not sure how that happened or how that would happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's a chicken lady. Um, and in the original cut, Hercules, I mean, we presume that he dies because he gets like a knife thrown at him and stuff. But in the original version, he's been castrated. He's uh, still like alive. He's just been castrated. So that's been cut. Yeah, but that's how it would end for Hercules. Yeah, it uh, it's kind of like that. Uh, I don't know the ending to Tusk. It's like okay, yeah. <laughs> how would yeah, that exactly. Work? You're just like oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I guess she got what she deserved. Yeah. Who knows. <laughs> Um, I mean, she's still doing what she loves. 
Yeah, she's still performing. Yeah. She might even be more popular now. Yeah, yeah, probably. More people paying to see her. Um, The thing that I am most upset about that's being cut is about halfway through, we see the living torso light a cigarette without arms, which is worth the admission price. Yeah, Yeah, that was cool. But the original cut had him rolling the cigarette as well. What? Yeah, that conversation would be him rolling the cigarette, and then they cut that bit and just showed him lighting it. Damn. I have no idea how it would happen. I mean, it's very... He's very precise. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, that's what he's got to work with. He's got to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People like Um, that are amazing. I know. He just gets on with it and does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I yeah, can't so even roll some... a cigarette with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, let alone without. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I was being critical, it looked a bit loose, but you know, <laughs> you can't have everything. Um, it makes it easier quite... to, like for the smoke <laughs> yeah. to pass through if it's looser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's some other. I mean, most of the. The performers um, kind of denounced it after the after the film was released. So really? the bearded lady who's in it for like thirty seconds, you know, and a lot of other people were like, "Yeah, I should have done it. It was exploitative, you know. It put us yeah. in the wrong light." Um, which is a which is bad, I guess. It's it's not easy. It's it's not easy to tell this story without having an element of you know circus like look at this yeah i mean the circus in general is like i feel like is going to put people in a bad light i mean it's the whole concept of it is kind of already effed up so like yeah yeah you know what are yeah, you going to do it, i know if you take that like the kind of the, that nature out of it. It's a very mundane story about a woman marrying a man for his inheritance. Yeah. Which we've seen a million times, you know, um, and trying to poison him, which is pretty dark too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, there's not much to it apart from that. And I wonder, you know, if, like you said, with the side stories, if there'd be anything kind of going on that would have enhanced the narrative a little bit yeah from the cut version potentially i mean i liked um i'm sorry i can't remember anybody's names but um the uh the little man that she marries uh when he's in bed and then his friends are in the room and yeah he like he's like give me that little bottle and then his friend like one of them pulls out a knife and he just starts like polishing it and the other guy pulls out a gun and he's like polishing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Intimidating. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just like pull yeah. it out and they're like I'm just polishing my knife over here in the corner. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. It's such a um, movie thing to do. I know. Yeah. I don't think any has anyone ever polished a gun before they fight it. 
<laughs> you know, Probably. has it ever been I mean, someone pulled I it out, know. polished it, and then shot? Yeah, it's got to look its best when it fires yeah. this bullet. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so that is Harry Earls, um, who had worked with Todd Browning before in The Unholy Three in 1925, where there's three, I mean, there's an unholy three. So there's Lon Chaney, him, um, and someone else who I've forgotten. Maybe maybe he's called Hercules as well, I'm not quite sure. Um, and they kind of, um, they take on personas to like rob people. Um, so Lon Chaney is a ventriloquist and he dresses up as an old woman. Hercules is the strong man. And I think he's just like an assistant, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but then Harry Earl plays like a baby. So he oh. is like in it as, you know, a little person in again a circus, but in the disguise he is used as like a baby. So he crawls around a lot and like is pushed around in prams and things. Yeah. Um so he I mean that's probably I would say because that is what nineteen twenty five, so that could have started the process of this. Yeah. <clears throat> that, you know, kind of nugget of an idea. And um his girlfriend Frida, who is um the same size as him. He, she is actually his sister in real life. Oh, okay. Even though they're showing, they're being like, there's a couple. Yeah. That's why it's very, that's why it's very kind of, when you watch it again, then you watch it through that lens, you're going to be like, yeah, they're, they're very siblingy. There's no kind of, you know, holding hands or anything like that. It's yeah. just like a... No romance. <laughs> yeah, just for the cameras. Because they do look exactly the same as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, and two, you're thinking. I was thinking as the movie was going on, like, how would you ever? I mean, he's already asked her to marry him. You know, they say yeah. that in the beginning, but then he immediately yeah. is just attracted to other, you know, pursuing other women. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, she's the why? Most... <laughs> why would you ever like? She's the only person in the world for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is the most beautiful big woman I've ever seen, I think. Or something like that is the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. I was going to say I should start just referring to everyone who's not a little person as a big person, but then yeah. that, that would get really <laughs> offensive really quickly. <laughs> Probably best to leave it, yeah. <laughs> It is amazing to see some things on camera, though. We've already talked about the living torso. But the armless girl, as she's billed, who kind of uses her feet to drink and everything. Oh, yeah. That's always incredible to watch. Yeah. Um, and Johnny Yeah, lots Eck, of sprinkles of things. Yeah. As the half boy who, like, runs on his hands. Yeah. 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 It's good stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I don't have more to say, but I mean, there's not. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot to kind of unpick about the plot. You know, it's yeah, like we've yeah. said, it's a very mundane story, really. That it's it's only really gets kind of very very dark in that last fifteen minutes when they are crawling through the mud and you know people can't get away. I did enjoy yeah. that the um the kind of the aesthetic of that, like the rain and the the wagons mm -hmm. falling over and stuff like that, that looked really cool. 
yeah. and was better than just like a backstage of a circus where the rest that of the whole that whole set. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no the, that whole uh sequence of the wagons you know running through the rain i was just like guys just stop yeah wait for the rain to stop wait for daytime yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing out here <laughs> <laughs> got to get to the next city. Uh-huh. They're playing new cities every day. I I guess so. They got to get to yeah. the next city. But Just travel in the day, circus yeah. at night. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would. I mean, that would work better. You know. <laughs> Maybe you'd still have a trapeze artist and not a chicken woman. Yeah. But have you much. ever been to a circus? Not willingly. I don't think I probably would have gone <laughs> when I was a child. But I wouldn't yeah. choose to go anymore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I mean, are they still viable? Are they I mean, still like not really profitable? like that? There's like Circus yeah. Olay or whatever. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I mean that would be fun because it's a lot of people just like twirling and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't think I I doubt how the to, traditional yeah. sense of how to dumb it down enough. It's just a lot of people twirling. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean there's a lot of talented people yeah but see yeah. you know at the same time it's like okay um, you know wh- how much did that affect uh, the you know people who are considered like others in our society how much did that yeah. affect their ability to be performers or like make an income you know, I wonder. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure that was the one of the only ways they could do it, right? Yeah. I mean, they'll have to be paid something, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, the one guy could roll cigarettes for people, for money. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. He could do that. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean... I don't know. There, there is. We are in a time in our society right now where there is a particular. Um, I mean, the thoughts about this subject matter are, are circulating more and more. I mean, there's like the Snow White movie that's coming. Yeah, and yeah. I think all of the. I, well, I don't think it's called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. No, because dwarf, dwarf is not politically correct anymore no i'm pretty Uh, sure they've released an image and all the the dwarves are like cgi which is also weird and it looks awful yeah it looks awful but you know I don't, what can you do? You know, it's not. Yeah, it's not a good look. I mean, there's also all that the controversy. Well, not controversy, but um, Hugh Grant playing an umpalumpa in the new Wonka film. Mm. I've I've read things where um, little people actors have said that you know taking roles away from us. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of people who want those roles yeah and, yeah and, may, and sure. but it's just weird that like the studios i think in it from the studio's perspective or a filmmaker's perspective like it's a lose-lose situation 
It's like someone's going to get mad about something no matter what you do. Well, that's it, yeah. If you had cast a little person, it would have been like, oh, you're only casting them in parts like Umpa Lumpers. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like, well, there's no there's no middle ground at the moment. There's yeah. no, you know, I don't know. Well, but, and then and also for someone like Peter Dinklage to to rise to such stardom yeah uh within the last 10 years you know i'm sure it's also inspiring for a lot of little people and that's what that's the ideal i'm yeah. sure and i mean he's playing parts where they don't really it's acknowledge not, his yeah it's not his character to be <coughs> you know a little person that's not the character is playing it could be anything you know, he's yeah. just playing a part, which is how it should be. Yeah, I don't exactly. Think we have to kind of people. You know, I'm a big believer that people don't have to play themselves on film; they can play to a point anything. You know, yeah. and that can go both way. I think. Yeah, for sure. It's well, interesting. Yeah, yeah. In, I'm not sure. We're in a weird time. I mean, this again. This is like a bigger than us topic. I don't think that. Oh yeah, it, I mean, it takes a lot of we're time not gonna, and effort to kind of sort this out. Yeah, we're not going to solve any problems here. But just curious, no. I did. I do remember yeah. going to a circus as a kid somewhere in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember that much about it. It was like in an auditorium. Um. And I think they brought out like maybe some tigers and nice. did some tricks, and there were clowns and you know. Yeah. I don't remember anything too freaky. No, I guess the worry now is that you know you haven't got the kind of sideshow performers that you would have previous. Like animal cruelty is a big thing, so yeah, the chances of having like loads of animals are pretty sparse. Yeah, and it's kind of like right, there's clowns. And trapeze artists, that's kind of your main draw. Yeah, magicians, I guess. Yeah, there's some yeah. some of those out there, but you know, I don't think anybody is. People aren't really pursuing those things, you know. I don't know. No. Yeah, running away to join the circus is such like a. I don't know, like a beautiful. Feel like you know, conjures images of like fantastic places and yeah. meeting crazy people and stuff like that. Um, they do. Um, there are like fairs that they have, at least here in America. Yeah. Like people will still do fair, like the, the Texas, the Dallas fair. State fair. Yeah. The state fair. Yeah. That was a big thing. Um, yeah. You know, obviously not mo- most of it is <laughs> food and vendors now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there are like small town fairs that'll pop up around here in yeah. Texas, um, with like rides and stuff. I guess they did have rides at the state fair. Yeah. And like games. Big Ferris wheel. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever go to a circus again. Yeah. I don't think it's something that would interest me. I mean, so. what if it was like um what if it was like stepping into another time of like, hey, here's like a here's a circus tent that you can go to and experience like an old school circus 
kind of experience. I guess it would still be hard to do because, like, I like yeah. you said, animal cruelty is. Yeah. You know. Uh, still, I I don't. There's still not that many draws to it. Yeah. For me, I'm not like a. Like, there's nothing there that I'd be like, "Wow, I need to see that." You yeah. Know? I've seen Freaks. I've seen Nightmare Alley. <laughs> You know, I've yeah. seen the James Bond film Octopussy. They're the only circuses <laughs> I need. So, <laughs> I don't need to go and see anything else. Yeah. What about you? If there was like a, you know, we're throwing it back um, to the turn of the century, come and see a real life circus. Um, Probably just to see what it was like. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean... I think I would more I would be more interested in seeing like a vaudeville show. Yeah. But that's kind of the same thing too. In some yeah. ways, you know. Yeah, I guess so. But, yeah. I I always think about this as like would I rush out to go and get a ticket? And the answer to nearly everything would be no. Um but like if it was on and everyone else was going, yeah, I'd go. But <gasps> sorry you cut out. That's okay. That's all right. I wasn't really, I don't think I was saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could probably wrap this up, I guess, if you want. Um, I know it's a shorter show, but. Yeah. Um, I'm, let's guess what we rated it on Letterboxd then. Let's do it. Uh, I think you probably rated it, I don't know. I don't think it's a five out of five, but no. I think maybe four and a half out of five, maybe what you yeah. gave it. Hmm. I think you gave it a three and a half out of five. All right. Yeah. Three and a half out of five. I think that's... That's what I gave it to. Okay. Yeah. But apart from the story, there's nothing else there. Yeah. In terms of like, you know, the ending is really cool. I like that a lot. I think that it could have been a lot worse in terms of representation, um, which, you know, kudos. But it's still not like a... That, I feel this way about a lot of universal horror film and like a lot of the horror films from this era is like, it's really cool and it's set a precedent for a lot of things, but is it a great movie? Probably not. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 3.5 and the average score on letterbox is 3.9 from 62,000 ratings. Wow. So we're just under the average, but that's okay. We can be under the average. Yeah. We would have been so, above average if we had chosen anything else. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, Brandonian, what are we watching next week? So, next week I figured we'd watch a film that I really like a lot. Yeah. That was in my top ten of the all times. Yeah, um, all times. <laughs> and uh, how much Hitchcock have we done? We just, I think we only done two. We did Rebecca and Psycho, right? Yeah, I think that's it. I think we should do another. Ooh. I hear Hitchcock. the name Hitchcock and I get excited. <laughs> uh, I want to do Rope with Jimmy Stewart. Cool, let's do it. Yes. I don't remember what year it is. but 48. Sweet. Yeah, it is Jimmy Stewart's season. So. Heck yes. Let's watch some more Jimmy. Let's do it. Cool. Well, that'll be next week. Um, you can watch that film and then tune in um, to join in the discussion. Um, send us any thoughts you have on social media. We'd love to hear them. 
Um, but yeah, that brings us to the end of the show. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Church Radio, and you can follow us individually on Letterboxd. Brandon is at Simon Scope, and I'm at Walker Lewis 3007 to keep up with what we've been watching. We also have all of our back episodes streaming on all good podcast platforms. So if you want to go and listen to Psycho and Rebecca and do like a Hitchcock trilogy before next week, do it. You should. Um, thank you so much for being here. And we hope to see you next Sunday for more Film Church Radio. The only thing left to say is... Are you laughing at me? Why no, Monsieur? Thanks, I'm glad. Why should they laugh at you? Most big people do. They don't realize that I'm a man with the same feelings they have. Amen. Amen.